This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Free left turn here on 89.0 independent community media. More than afraid. Kia ora, Craig. Kia ora. Yeah. Festive greetings to you. Festive greetings. Uh, just about if in the last little rush up to Christmas. Um, Two weeks today is Christmas. It is, yeah. I always I always reflect on Christmas because, you know, it's, it's, it's gone a little way away from where its original purpose was mm-hmm. about, um, you know, um, glory to Christ and all that sort of thing. And, um, Beth. Birth of Jesus was that what, what it was Beth- Bethlehem, yes, yeah, and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Is now it seems to be about how many presents people bought yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you know all that. But okay, it's a, it's a celebration. It's a cause for the end of the of the year. But I, mm. it's always to me a, 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 a sad time because it re- just reflects on inequality and greed. Yeah, I think that's what these people are holding up for these um, retail people. Uh, are we going to miss out again? Well, they've been knocked around, I suppose, by COVID. I don't care. Even, even <laughs> though I think the state has done a great job of, of giving them support, etc., um, and which we, the people, will have to pay that bill. Um, mm. But yeah, but I say, oh, yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, it's um, yep, it's great to get together with family and friends if you can. But there's an awful lot of people. Well, it's just another day. Yeah, and there's yeah. no. I like the old days when the Muldoon, um, where for it didn't happen for that long, but beneficiaries got an extra week's benefit. At Christmas time, yeah, and I yeah. thought, what a wonderful idea! Because a, it shows that they still count, and b, you know, talk about retailers. Uh, if you're poor and you get an extra week's pay, it's spent. So they spend know, it. Yeah, they will spend it. Yeah, yeah so, but um, yeah, I bring back those days. I'm, but you know, I thought nostalgic, Fred. Yeah, yeah but nostalgia <laughs> for a little bit of kindness towards you know yeah. uh, our prime minister goes on about kindness. Well, come on, why don't we do something like that? You know, as a yeah. reward, as a reward for everyone getting vaccinated and following the rules, basically, etc., and um, do something kind for the for the little people. But I, I won't. Extra, extra. Uh, we are doing. We do. We have a social welfare system and we have a health system. But you know, why don't we do something? But I do give a shout out to all the thousands of landlords out there who will be giving their tenants a week's free rent at Christmas time because I know it's a big thing in New Zealand for landlords to. Oh, oh, I think I was dreaming. I just <laughs> went into fantasy land. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but for a moment there, I thought it was real. But And I believe maybe there's probably maybe a few landlords out there. Yeah, there would prob- probably be, yes, yeah. yes. 
But that yeah. could, here's an idea for your landlords, you know, uh, instead of counting how many houses you get, why don't you give your tenants all a week's free rent? Yes, you know? yes, yes. For Christmas. Come on, show, show the love. Yeah, show that up, yes, and <laughs> dig into your pockets and pay a capital gains tax on. Oh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Craig, that's, that's on the New Year's wish list. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's always nice to have a dream, but yeah, and mm-hmm. they say to those that do do something for the um, for the poor and uh, mm-hmm. their tenants and that, thank you, you know. It's a, Very much so, yeah, 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 yeah. We, they would, yeah, with the, <coughs> we, we do the, um, uh, food parcels. So we drop uh, we drop a number off. That's my follow uh, um, colleagues. Yeah, and okay. they and they talk and they talk about because um, they visit a lot of places and uh, and and they've commented on the, the the deprivation in the city. Yeah, with other places that they visit. But I've known that for a long time. Well, in your job, you would have. And so have I. Oh. I used to be, I used to do um, budget advisory under yeah. under Frank Carter. Um, um, for a while, when when I was out of work, when it hurt my back. But yeah, yeah, the poor are still poor. They're still poor, yeah. yeah. And that's what I mean. Remember that Christmas is, you know, it can be a bleak time because you see all the, everyone celebrating, mm-hmm. etc. And you you're just going about your your existence. Yeah, the, the thing is that we've been under this COVID, um, the threat of COVID, and and my comment is, yeah, yeah, we we are, yeah, we definitely are. However, things like um, Poor housing, lack of housing, um, low income, living on a benefit—those things are still there. They haven't—they haven't sort of miraculously disappeared. No, and that's um, what people need to remember: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. is that, um, yeah. And we, we, Mick and I have talked about it. Is you know about the COVID. Unfortunately, you know, we have managed to get virtually everyone vaccinated, etc. Mm. But for someone who's poor. There's, there's not a lot, lot in it. They're not waiting to get into the car and drive off to the batch. They're not waiting to get into their mm-hmm. car and go, go and visit r- relatives or anything else down in Wellington if they live in Auckland. Um, they just Their lives will not change much, whether no, it's no. locked down or not. No, and, and that's the thing we need to think of. And um, I think the, this is where the government, with its majority at the 2020 election, have actually missed the, they missed the ball. Well, they had an opportunity. Now, yeah. now the Nats have got Mr. Slick. I'm sorry. Um, what's his name, Mr. Luxon? Um, Fabergé, Mr. Fabergé. <laughs> yeah, got Mr. Luxon. So they have seemed to have uh, got a little bit of a um, new what do you call it? A new puff in their puff in their chest. So um, you yeah, know, yes. so yeah, you're right. Um, the, when you have a majority like that, you need to act on it. Um, yeah. while, while the winds in your favour, so to speak. Yeah. There, and this is what this is what I said to um, Margaret yesterday at home. I say, well, um, they could have hammered the thing on on welfare. They could have hammered the thing on on social housing. They could have hammered everything on on minimum wage. These are the sorts of things that they should have been doing. Yeah, but yeah. They, they've dawdled around, and oh, 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 and I know we're in the COVID space, but you're still uh, you're you're a government. You're supposed to be a government. Of the people, or well, you're supposed to be, but apparently yeah, you're not. of the people, by the people, for the people, yeah. But um, it seems to be um, not not the not that's not the um, national um, vision for government. It's a government of business. Well, and bug everybody, bug everybody else. Yeah, and let's face it. This is the I think I've, I've said this before. That you know, the, the, there is a sort of thinking that you know you're looking for states people that think about the next generation. Mm. We've unfortunately got in the Western world too many. What I call just uh, politicians. How? What about the next election? What about the next election? And we actually, you know, 
big thinkers, and it's risky because they can be voted out or anything else, but someone with a bit of vision to say, okay, have we got a big enough sewage pipe for in 30 years' time? Mm. Have, we, ha, have we got enough houses for our next generation of kids? Have we got mm-hmm. enough? Are, is our, are our settings right? You know, big stuff, um, visionary stuff. And if it upsets, you know... Is it is it okay for someone to have seventy houses and, and forty thousand people to be homeless? It's not. A, no, yeah, know, that's right. Biggest stuff, and, it, and it's risky because, of course, you know, we, as we've said lots of times, um, you know, the status quo, the the better off the people that still own properties and all that, they vote. Um, yeah, the people you're trying to help and improve their lives. A lot of them, their, their voting is fickle, if, if at all. You know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, I know very much well, and that's. Uh, you know, you, you talked about the three waters thing, um, and that'll be a crux issue for that for the election, I would think. Company coming up election, um, handling of COVID is another one. The rural community, they they they, and we heard it yesterday at, at Morrinsville. That under uh, the big cow, under the big udder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wish something came out at the back end of the cow. <laughs> On <laughs> Mr. Luxon's head, but yeah, would have slipped off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, Luxon was going on about the naughty Labour government not looking after rural community, and there's a high there's a high percentage of mental health issues in in, in rural communities. But that is a bit of a lie, Mr. Luxon, because I think the rural communities have had mental health issues have been a, have been there or thereabouts for many years. Well, yes, and, and okay, they and, and sure, anyone who has mental health issues is, whether you're a farmer or a farm worker or living in the Frankton in a, in a block of concrete flats, mm. you know, they all, you know, mental health is, is yeah, yeah, can't yeah. be applied. And we say, yeah, sure, a farmer that's worried about paying his bills or mm-hmm. anything else um, mm-hmm. or what paint to paint the batch with, yeah, you yeah, know, it's yeah. got to be considered. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, let's put it into perspective. There's an awful lot of people who are poor who live in towns and yeah. not very good situations, yeah. wondering where the next meal's coming from, or waiting for the benefit day, or waiting, yeah. Yeah. trying to pay their bills. Yeah. They have some mental health issues as well. Yeah, it, it, I thought it was a bit naughty of him to say that. Um, well, he's, he's playing to his audience. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I have to say, I have to be rather blunt on that audience too. Not a indigenous face amongst them. Well, yeah, I, I did notice that. It would seem to be very. Um, yeah, very and, um, and white, I suppose. Is that the way to put it? Very European, sorry. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm not, I'm, and I'm not too scared to say it's in the middle of confiscated land country. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, there's yeah. a lot of wealth created off, um, off, off that land. Um, and yeah. okay, sure, your farms have been worked and all that, but you can't work a farm if you don't own it to start with. Yeah, I know. And I know. if you know, Maori lost their lands through either confiscations, pressure by debt. Yeah. All sorts of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, multiple ownership didn't work, so it was sold. Um, but if you haven't got the land, you can't build a house if you don't have the land to put it on. Yeah, that is true. That's you know, true. That, yeah. And that's what I always find. You know, country calendars always gets me a little bit. And some of the articles are lovely and, and all that. But they go, oh, it's been in the family for 100 years or something else. But they never go, What? how did it How did it come into the family 100 yeah, years yeah, ago? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, some... But some of the people that they've talked to have got into farming from, they've come from overseas, they found a little bit of land and they've developed it. But that, 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 yeah. that's, that's and they've worked forward and everything yeah, else. Yeah, but, yeah. It, you know, we should, um, that's what I was looking forward to, the, um, our history and skills about, you know, what happened pre-European mm. um, arrival, et cetera. Yeah, and how it happened. And how the land was lost. The transfer lost. of land, yeah. How the land was lost. Yeah. And, and some of it was a bit shonky, to say the least. That, well, not just some of it. Much yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 a lot of it you say, yeah, yeah. but 
there, yeah, it's, and that, that's a, a hope for you, that history will be taught to our children. Yeah, it's sort of, um, mm. look, I, I, I'm not sure, but I did hear that they may be postponing it for a year because of the COVID Well, thing, I think that, I hope not. But, yeah, um, that becomes yeah. more, um, what, what do you call it, more ammunition for the, for the right. Well, and yeah. also we mm. get into closer. It's going to be messy when you first start teaching this stuff because there'll be the, the deniers and the people who want to change the stories, etc. Mm. Um, so it will be messy and, and can be ugly. You imagine being a Matamata teacher explaining to your class in uh, Wahara that all that land around there, um, apart from the little bit that was left for Māori at Wahara, mm, yeah. uh, was all, all taken or, or confiscated or, mm. or purchased under under sort of deals. Yeah, I think there'd be worse areas than that with to explain that. Like, um, Yeah, so you've got to explain that to the kids. So that, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yes, yes, mm. that land was lost. Mm. 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 Yeah, that, there was, the, farm, the land was actually there before... Um, the Europeans came along. Yes, yeah. yes. Some of was swamp. In, sure, in a in the swamp or in an undeveloped stage. Mm. Uh, my grandfather had a, a place at Ngaru, and that was all in tea tree and, and next mm. to a river and all that. And they worked hard, uh, no doubt, and to clear it and, and get going. But it's mm. say the land was still there before they came along. Yeah, and it was used for a different purpose. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't have to be used. You know, people are, are, they don't do it so much now because you don't see a lot of Māori land in lots of places. But there always used to be a sling off about Māori land and gorse on it. But you know, you don't have to develop. Why do you have to develop something just because you own it? You, yeah, you, you can retire it. It could be a place where you might be hunting game, for example. You don't want to clear the bush away. Um, yeah, well, it's a great, they're great nature nurseries. Yeah, that too. Um, that too there's well. a guy down at Christ, uh, Christchurch Banks Peninsula, and it was all in gorse there, and he, he's got some, several awards, and he just let the gorse grow. And apart from the danger of fire, then the natives... Because gorse grows, and then it, you can walk underneath Grandad gorse. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, And, and then, of yeah. course, the natives start coming up. But, of course, the danger is fires, because gorse is quite flammable. So yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, did, so they yeah. did have some fires down there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so yeah. Anyway. So I, 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 I sort of kind of, even though we're, we're about just under two years out from a general election, mm. there's still that fear, and I think, uh, and I'm getting the the impression of two two thousand seven eight repeating itself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I say that. Um, what's coming out of the National Party, the Law and Order stuff that going on, um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing to the audience. And and Luxon, he's just a you know a very confident, very how would you call Uzi? What's a proper word for Uzi? He's very slick, you yeah, know, well, um, and all that. And he'll get he won't only get better as he gets used to being in the public yeah, eye, yeah. etc. You know, he is a, he has been a chief executive of a large business, yeah, so yeah. he you know he certainly knows how to handle himself. Yeah, but I wonder if it, how well he will handle a hostile audience. Well, I always say, will he go into do the go do the John Key and go into South Auckland at any stage, oh, I, I, or will and, he just and, and bribe those people and, and McGee and close? Yeah, or will he just? Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm tied up. We'll see. But um, yeah, playing yeah. to that audience and I say the status quo. But I I would like him to come out with some stuff about what how he sees and the party the Nets see their vision of how we're going to house everyone. How are we going to no, get rid of yeah, our homeless? Yeah. How are we going to end our emergency housing without just chopping it? No, yeah, well, that's, well, history is a funny thing of repeating itself, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, and they say the COVID bill will come along, and then who's who's going to be made to pay for it? Oh, well, we've heard what ACT have said about it. Yeah. Well, we know, so we have the ACT, if the ACT and that's become the next government, 
um, I've got an awful feeling that they'll they'll ask the same people that have to pay for everything else, beneficiaries. Yeah, know? and they'll pay by, with, with a reduced um, benefit. Yeah, but then, of course, then you have the cohesion. Pro- you know, the, the same thing will be we need more jails, we need heavier sentences. The standard sort of right yeah. wing sort of, you know. Yeah. And, and let's punish our way uh, out of it into a... Into yeah. what's left of a reasonable society. Yeah, but before Mick come, comes in, we um, saw yesterday that the the the, the, the gentleman Epeha, who was who killed the killed that policeman up in yeah, Auckland, murdered, murdered the poor cop, and, yeah. and shot and shot the other one, well, wounded the other one, and he got twenty seven years. Um, probably in the sentence, rightly so. And there's two kind of disturbing aspects to that. One is where did he get a gun of that kind type? Yeah. And the performance of um, Mark Mitchell. In yeah, that. I saw Mark Mitchell there, who's a National Party, quite high up in the nets. Yeah. Um, and he has had a go at the leadership at times. Um, his name's always mooted around. But yeah, I like you. I thought, I thought, well, if he's a, a close relation or something else, I can understand him being with the victims, uh, mm-hmm. the victims' mum, and and who are victims still yeah. themselves. But it seemed like a photo op, which given, made me a bit. Given, yeah, given, and, and why I say that, given given what's been going on. With the media, um, with their tongues hanging out, following Luxton as um, as we go through to the end of this week, and then you have this sort of performances, all part of this of this grander picture of the national vision of um, pushing towards oh, law and order and more prisons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. standard. Stand. Yeah. You know, and that's sort of a, the right wing, especially the right wing way of going about things around the around the world. We need more prisons. You know, we, we don't, need tougher, we, tougher policing. We don't need. We don't need. Never we don't, mind. We, we don't why need why they're there. doing this sort of thing. You know. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Um, it was a fair sentence. Um, the guy shouldn't have done it. Should have done it. Yeah, it but there's despicable. other questions yeah. that need to be answered. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm oh. out of here, and we'll invite Mick. Oh, there's Mick, looking very like he should have been in Morrison's for audience with that hat of yours, Mick. You know. Like that. <laughs> uh, there is a, hello, uh, hello, Mick. Um, there is a name for those sort of hats. What do they call them? Panama. A Panama. Yeah. So for the audience out there, um, Mick has just come in. We're looking very debonair with his Panama. Well, now, now I've had a haircut. I need to protect my protect my bonds against the sun. That haircut's a good haircut. I didn't oh, even recognise you in the street the other that day. Lot, that'll last me a good few weeks. <laughs> wow, that's you know, economical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't get burnt. With, right, yeah. Yeah. What do you got for us, mate? Well, you. You pick on the social thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried that this time, no, next election, that people will forget what the, this government's done for them, and they'll be kicked out. I I've think got, we all I've have got, that fear. I've yeah. got that awful fear, and that's what's going to happen. Eh? Well, the same thing. We. I do, hope I'm wrong, but yeah. And and the, let's face it, the, the, it's still a little way to go. Yeah. Um. But um. You know, there is a lot of it would depend on how Luxon performs. How he performs, and, and, and how if they can grab the. Can grab the narrative back. You know. How the status quo? How the, you know how the majority of people feel? And mm. uh, you know, I think the the majority, Jacinda Ardern has done a good job, um, basically. Um, but of course, there's detractors, and so she is open target. And of course, the Nats are getting more organised. They've got rid of Judith, who's on a holiday somewhere. So, oh, so. she probably needs it after. <laughs> yeah, well, I think she does. You know, even I have a little bit of sympathy for her. she. She's probably quite shattered by by the whole Bull, experience. Bought on by herself. Well, yeah, okay, it's self done. Yeah, you know, yeah, but um, yeah, hopefully her and Michelle Broger having a little holiday on a 
Oh, I'm sure they console, they console each other over yeah. a glass of <laughs> Chardonnay. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but no, um, I, I, I'm like you. I think um, it's not. People a are going to forget that the government's going to get re-elected. Because any time I start talking about social issues like housing, the backlash. It, it, well, in the end, you, we, as we sadly know, the poor don't vote in enough numbers. Mm. Um, and it's still, the majority of people, 60% of the population still have skin in the game. In other words, they have, they have a house or, or houses or mm. properties. Yeah. So they're doing quite nicely. So we're relying on them to have some sort of empathy. And that can be very that, fickle. Well, it can be fickle. And it, it seems that empathy is, is, is disappearing around the world, of course. We're getting yeah. quite polarised. Yeah, yeah so, well, so carrying on that sort of theme, um, there was another article that appeared in um, New Zealand Herald on Tuesday. A headline reads, Sad Truth of New Zealand Child Property. No surprises here. Um, Maori, Pacific and disabled children are feeling the effects of hardship most, and this has been highlighted by the COVID, of course. And while targets to reduce pu- pu- child poverty were mostly on track at a national level and for Pākehā children, Children's Commissioner Francis e- Evers, I think that's how you pronounce it, or Elders. That's like there's a new... Um, yeah, yeah, a new commissioner said that structural barriers like racism and ableism meant some groups are being left behind. And um, some of the stats was like just over 11% of all children are exper- experiencing material hardship. But for Pacific Islands, it's just over 25%. Yeah. For Maori and disabled children, it's 20%. For Pākehā, it's 9 So yeah. once again, that disparity between those who've got less and those who've got quite comfortably off reflects, oh, yeah. reflects the, the, the stats. And, eh? and I think COVID's exasperated. Well, it has. Because it, it's, it's highlighted a lot of Ill, ills in society. Because mum and dad are, or mum or whatever are sitting in there and they're, and they're, 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 they're poor have low incomes or, or beneficiaries, etc. Mm. how are they going to buy the books and everything else? Well, so you've got Christmas. You just meant, you yeah. just, we're going through Christmas now, so a lot of people are going to be struggling to get through, and then they're going to get hammered with the beginning of the new school year, you know, buying uniforms and all the, all the paraphernalia that... Well, I don't know if you heard me while you were out there, yeah. but what we're talking about at the start of the, of the show is basically Christmas time doesn't mean anything changes not for, for not for a lot of people for the, for the for the poor and, and people who are struggling you know no, it's just another daily grind so it's a, it's a hard time of year because they do they see the inequality yeah. they feel the inequality more you know you see know. the kids want to want their kids want to have the things that the other kids have got yeah but you're trying to find the money for it eh? and, a, and a, a shout out to the food banks and people and a lot of people donate stuff and all that and that but you still realize if you're poor you still realise just how unequal the world is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and just, I think it's getting worse. And how does that help the, ch- the kids? Because mm. in the end... Because um, we're just another generation of disadvantaged people. Yeah, and how you mm. went to go off to school, if, if mum and dad at home uh, have got the ability to show you things and and um, make sure you've got books and yeah. um, social media... And those aren't uh, cheap, those some of those stuff. Computers and programs. You know, you can... You can you've missed and all, all those, those so-called voluntary contributions to extra school... School curriculum activities, and there was, I think we, when we had our kids, we were expected to chip in some money for like school trips. Yeah, it's a it's, it's an insidious, um, you know. Yeah, and, and and my thing is too. Sadly, and all of them say the re- the reality is a lot of kids in poor family, their parents haven't got high schools anyway no. or anything else. So if 
if you haven't got the skills yourself, how can you ta- teach your, your kid how to read if you struggle to read anyway? If you've got the time, you might be having both trying to hold down hold two jobs. jobs, or you just don't, make have, it, don't you know, have the skills. You don't know how to read. So how yeah. are you going to teach your child to read? Or you? if you've got something like dyslexia. And yeah, so skill, that, what, yeah. what I'm getting at is skills. How do you pass those skills on? Yeah, if, the, if your kid can't go to school where there's someone there that does know how to teach, etc., um, you're trying to do it on your own and you have no idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a sad indictment and um, it seems to be getting worse, eh? It doesn't, doesn't seem to be going away. No, and that's where it goes back to... Um, this lack of empathy and um, well, what's the just outcome? a bit of understanding, eh? You know, a bit of kindness. I mean, I mean just in the day, I could talk about kindness and people can't eat kindness, but we do need to get some empathy back. I think there was... Um, Jim Bolger was in the paper... Or, on, or maybe on TV, I didn't see it, but he's advocating that we should be getting a more... What's, I'm not we need quoting, to have a look at capitalism and how... Yeah, yeah. yeah we I'm not talked about that last week. Yeah, I mean, yeah but yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So we need to get a bit more empathy back. Yeah. And I see um, Russ Remington, the former Hamilton Mayor and the Chairman for the Waikato Regional Council, got... Um, well, what's the word... Um, He's come up for some. Cri- he's come, he's come up. He's come up for some criticisms about some comments he made about. Um, this is in in connection with the three waters approach, yeah. and think and I think the um, the comment uh, quotes here in the paper says such an arrangement could jeopardise the future development of our great country, and um, and I think it's something about being at the beck and call of Maori. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that's pretty disgusting, really. Well, it's disappointing, to say the least, yeah. And, and disappointing. Yeah, because it goes back, and I was actually, I forgot to do it this morning. I was going to actually look up, the, the, the get the treaty out and um, uh, and have a look. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure in one of the articles, Māori were, were still guaranteed their rights to their lakes, rivers. And they're letting us yeah, use yeah. it. <laughs> and, yeah, and people forget that. It's like, oh, fancy Māori being allowed to have a half share in, in saying what goes on with three waters. Well, it's actually, if technically, I think in law, it's probably the rivers and the lakes are still theirs. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, well, I've been very generous because they're just to objecting to, to what they would like to do. They would yeah. like to privatise the water and make money. Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, well, it's it's not, it's hypocrisy. Of, uh, it's just yeah, and he's not the only sort of oh, leader no. that's come out no. because let's go back to the status quo. There's a lot of people, sadly, who'd quite like to hear comments like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that, that group of people would must have liked and, and as things get tighter and tougher, that sort of rhetoric's going to become more oh, common, I think. the election, the, you know, there'll be the, the the race card will be used more and more, sadly. Yeah. yeah. What else? Uh, uh, this is another that's caught me. I was, this is in uh, Monday's Times, why the feminine approach is effective. It was looking at f- f- um, women leaders. Okay. And how women leaders are subjected to more scrutiny and unfair criticism than their male counterparts. Mm. And um, it highlighted, yeah, that um, some assert that Jacinda Dern is only good at the soft skills of being nice, really disparaging and really patronising. There's no way that a, a male politician or a male prime minister would put up with this sort of garbage. Yeah, yeah, okay. Who wrote it? A male reporter? This, uh, uh, this is Paula... Feathers for okay. as part of that um, stuff group with um, okay. the Waikato Times, but okay. um, yeah, the, 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 she highlights there's a book called "Why Do So Many Incompetent Men Become Leaders?" 
<laughs> well, <laughs> kind of yeah, it's, and that's underlines, a very good point. Yeah, underlines yeah. some of the. And let's face it, we've just lost. Um, when I say lost, Angela Merkel's just stood down after yeah, six yeah. years of Chancellor 16, of Germany. Sixteen years of Chancellor. And, and what's she going to do? Is she like a lot of men leaders who get up there and want to learn or how to drive a helicopter or, or go on an electric tour, sh- yeah, tour ship, whatever? Have a big house and yeah. whatever. She's just going to spend time back at her flat reading and having a rest. Hmm. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Quite, quite, on, quite, quite a modest. Um, yeah, and what a what a wonderful self. In, in, yeah, what's it called? Self-effacing when you don't, yeah, don't yeah. show off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, yeah, what a that's what I call a someone who's got mana in spades. You know, and she oh, starts yeah. things that, and, and she cops some severe criticism, especially with you know a million Syrians refugees coming into the country yeah. and but, but it must be hard for the people who want to be and want to have the big car and, and like christopher luxon driving his car yeah. across parliament to come to when he's new leader um he could walk faster than you drove a uh, get a mercedes across the road which yeah. grant romson gave him a bit, bit of bit of lip about it in parliament which is good. good to see yeah. but yeah it must be quite hard when you when you were just a modest leader. Gandhi was another one. Mm-hmm. If you're modest and all the people around you want to have a big car and a big house and a big, big flashy. They must be really brassed off. And you're not you, setting an example. Yeah, so of if you corporate get greed. flashy, it's like, oh, well, I can That's an excuse to, well, you're giving, the, you're giving them an excuse to follow suit, aren't you? We, we are, yeah. And this caught me on, this sunscreens. This has come up before in New Zealand and um, how... Australia has stronger regulations on sunscreens than we do, and this is the consumer New Zealand testing for the second year. Three brands of sunscreens have failed their, not to, to meet their SPF protection claims. Okay. And uh, yeah, this has gone on because uh, we New Zealand is one of the places got high skin cancer uh, cases, like Australia, South Africa. Yeah. And yet, there doesn't seem to be any control on. On on sunscreen, know that the manufacturers are producing what they say they are producing, and the factor protection is what they claim it to be. And this seems to be going on and on. Mm. And you say slip, slop, slap on the kids to make sure they don't get burnt. And you're wondering why am I bothering? Because it's that stuff's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, and yeah, you should just have guarantees that if you're buying, if it something, says what it, it says. You think on the consumer consumerism act that. If it says that it's got a protection of X amount, then that's what it's supposed to have. And by crikey, the last week we've had um, boy, some heat. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I the last out, few days. It's... I was out yesterday at 10 o'clock in the morning, I think, and uh, just took the dog for a little walk. I'd been to the shop and, and I thought, why? You shouldn't have taken the dog. It was that quite hot. Yeah, it was pretty, so hot, pretty quickly. Down yeah. and kind I thought of about you because you're going down to do your... Um, your um, Habitation planting, yeah. um, and thinking, well, I hope he's gone down there early because oh, by yeah, nine hot. o'clock it was you could put put him fry an egg on the pavement. Yeah, it was very hot. Um, so yeah, so those sunscreens and all that are important. Hats, and I, you know, I've had that. And this uh, is another reason why you need to have regulations. The, the, the industries obviously can't be trusted to. Um, yeah, but we also need to also it's old fashioned things. You know, wear a long sleeve shirt, yeah, yeah. summer shirt. You know. Hat, like your, that fancy Panama of yours over yeah, there. You don't know? garden in the middle of the day. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, I use that as an excuse not doing any gardening at home yesterday. Again. Oh, you, you've got another, another five months. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was quite cool. Um, but, yeah, okay. I remember as a girl when I was working at university, during the wintertime you found a sunny spot because it was so damn cold. cold. And in the summertime you try to find as shady a spot as possible to yeah. work, you know. And I try to do that from, if I am weeding or in the, when I volunteer. I, but I even if you're under the tree, you still need to have the long sleeves. Oh, yes, it still comes Because through. the sun still comes p- 
penetrates through the foliage. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's got to be careful, eh? It doesn't take long to... No, 10 especially, minutes. especially yeah, like, okay, you wouldn't tell I've got a bit of Māori in me and a bit of Swiss. But, but when I'll, some I'll starts kicking off, I mean, I've been there outside and in been 10 minutes I felt the skin starting to tingle yeah. and that's a bit nice. Yeah, well, I had, had to go to the hospital for my cancer mm, checkup. Looks a bit, looks and a bit red. Looks a bit red. red and, I, and I said to her, oh, are you going to growl me? She didn't, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'll try and remember to wear my long sleeve shirts because mm. I was just wandering around at home yeah. and I wasn't, didn't think it was that bad, but the trouble is I sort of potter and the next moment, oh, I've got a bit of colour on me, you know. She just said, oh, you're getting burnt, yeah. So it didn't take long. Be careful, yeah. What else? Yeah, see, um, we New Zealand, I was, was cringed when I heard this and I had to wait till the, the news was repeated, the item that yeah, Grant Robinson, he, he, he announced that um, New Zealand had joined the diplomatic boycott against China and the Winter Games and like Australia and America and Britain and, and I was just thinking, don't these people realise that they're hypocrites? Yeah, didn't he couch it slightly differently? He did couch it slightly differently. He, he I sort of said, thought, oh, because of COVID we're not... Yeah, that, uh, that was a cop-out. Yeah. I think that was... Yeah. But but to be what you're saying, Australia, Canada... All the Western countries. Yeah. America, all going to have a diplomatic boycott. They need to look at... Uh, over the record. so-called Uyghur treatment, and that's, that may fair, be fine. But they also need to look at their own house. Well, how do they, the Australians treat the Aborigines? How many Aborigines were murdered when the Europeans first got yeah, there? Yeah. How, Canada... You know, what yeah. happened to the, uh, you know, indigenous people there, you know. And this um, comes... America, and the, Trail of yeah. Tears, they virtually, they virtually wiped out the uh, native population in, a, in the United States. And, they, and, and they're talking about this, and they also announced a two-day summit on democracy and, and human rights. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and getting back to the boy, there's always clamouring for boycotting China for their alleged treatment of the Uyghurs because it's still really hard to try and find out what the hell is actually going on out there. Yeah. But their own their own track records, but there's no no similar scream of action against Myanmar government of treatment of Rohingya or the Israeli treatment of Palestinians. It seems yeah. definitely inside cherry picking and like Venezuela or yeah. Chile or you no. Know. And that, and that's the tragedy is Fair enough, if you're going to talk about human rights... You need to get your own house in order. And be even-handed. Yeah. Um, you can't and, just cherry-pick. But, but uh, it's, I can't... It's hard to believe fathom America. They believe they're so wonderful. But they get up on stage and talk this and they're not even embarrassed. No, they're not embarrassed and they're not going, well, we, you know, we do realise we've done some things wrong, but it'd be nice to see China make yeah, yeah. sure they look after the Uyghur people better. And it... Boom, boom, boom. Blah, blah. But no, it doesn't come across like no. that. No. It's, it's just hypocrisy. God that... loves America. Yeah, mm. no. So it can, just on that, can I? Um, I've been mm-hmm. watching a couple of little things on about um, democracy, and, yeah. and um, there's, um, you know, there's both. China's been having having um, what do you call um, a discuss, uh, what do you call a summit on democracy as mm. well, and so has America been doing democracy. And here's they're both <laughs> they're all competing. Well, they're com- competing for who's the most democratic, or, or well, who can or, spin the biggest lie. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's just. Irony that the Americans didn't invite the Russians and the Chinese to their dem- just like democracy sour summit. grapes, and I don't know if the Chinese <laughs> did on their side, but it's just they're talking past each other, yeah. And that's the worry is, um, and there's an innocent people going to get caught up in this, yeah. But I was watching this guy, and he was, um, he's he's and I'm for- I was going to write a statement and I've forgotten, but he's a, an Indian academic from mm. um Singapore. But he was talking about America, and he said that you know the reality is America loves talking about its democracy, yeah. but actually, in fact, it's a plutocracy. Yeah. 
It's a flawed democracy. Yeah, well, it's a, a, and he, he's yeah, described yeah. the difference. The, the democracy is of the people, by the people, for, for the, the people. people. Right? And that's what you But it's virtually like an oligarch. It's virtually well, an oligarch. He said America's a plutocracy because it's basically of the 1%, by the 1%, for the 1%, yeah, yeah. or the wannabe 1%. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he didn't put that in. And so it's just, and, it, and it's sort of, that's what rings true. They, mm. they, they, but they make yeah. out. They're the land of the free and the brave, and hundred thousand people died of drug overdose in you know yeah. one year. You know, and to say uh, racism still rife, oh. the inequality. Yeah. Um, how many people are homeless in America? And okay, it might be the land of the free, but the consequences only for free for some. The outcomes, and then there's another. The hub was talking about it. And and it was a Chinese multimillionaire businessman. It came up and he said, "It's all very well having democracy, but why don't we?" Um, we actually should be looking at the, the outcomes and rating the outcomes of democracy because if you have liberal democracy and there's people starving mm. and homelessness and then it's uh, a and, failure <laughs> and no housing etc. Yeah. It, it might be free, but it's it's, a it's harsh. And hello, we've got this is this is seems to be the West. And okay, New Zealand's not bad, but we've still got forty thousand people homeless. Mm. We're a wealthy and country gro- and growing. So he said we should be judging our uh, we should democracy is fine, but we should have some sort of outcomes accountability. And his, his one was going on satisfaction. This is of the people. Satisfaction, cohesion, well-being, and vision should hmm. be yardsticks. Yeah, yeah. That, to measure the to, your success of a democracy. Yeah, and, and maybe up in the Scandinavian countries is that's yeah. where um, you know they they're sometimes they're the, they're the happiest people on the planet. Yeah, but at least they have a, <laughs> at least they they have a, a, a plan for this democracy because just having a so-called democracy where the where we just have winners and losers it might be free, but it's is it good? It's law of jungle. It's something that we might pursue, but I think Craig yeah. won't be there yet. No, he's still there. Yeah, but some of those pundits <laughs> were talking about, oh, no, Greece invented democracy, which is true, but the, the whole part of that equation is they invented democracy for a certain segment of society. The rich were the ones yeah. who were considered citizens. They were the ones who voted and passed laws. The ordinary Joe in the street didn't get a look at. Well, American, the American dream is wonderful. That's the American. That's the American democracy, and that's the thing they keep brought, trying to promote across the planet. Yeah, you know, and and so yeah, there's all sorts. And of... And there's embarrassing during all this, this press conference. They say that oh, is it? Um, I can't, Patsky, the press secretary, is it Patsky? Yeah. Saying oh, every country has the right to determine its own, you know, its own uh, own future, history, and government. And I said, yes, unless they happen to choose the wrong one and they live next door to America and you're communist, that ain't going. <laughs> That's a no-go. Well, segue onto that is the Ukraine standoff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. America is puffing and toughing. Yeah, and, and saber-rattling. And Russia's doing, no, we don't want... You can understand why. NATO right on your doorstep. Yeah, in your... yeah. And America said, <laughs> oh, no, the Ukraine has the right to be free and make blah, its blah, own blah, decisions. Blah, blah, blah. What happened when the Cubans talked about bringing missiles in? Yeah. Oh, my God. You yeah. know, it was like the thing. Or Venezuela. Venezuela or all those anyway, other places. Iran. You know, oh, yeah. we can't let that happen. So they're bloody hypocritical. Yeah. It's you just know? Um, so I just thought this the, made me laugh about the Ukraine because the Russian yeah, yeah. thing standoff. But where are all border guards? Where does America have its troops? They have them around there close to the adversaries. You don't have your border guards at the Mexican fence. You don't have the border guards up by the Canadian border. No. You don't have your army there. You have them where the perceived threat or mm. adversaries yeah, yeah. are. Look at it. Where's America's bases? They're all situated around China and Russia. Because I think, um, isn't Lithuania 
Blackview and um, Estonia. Aren't they part of NATO as well? So, well, I think, I'm not I can't sure. remember. I can't remember. They if might have been given access. Yeah. Craig might know because suddenly when I looked at the map, they showed Ukraine right next door to Russia, and they want to be what well, they may choose to be part. And I said, well, hang on, the Baltic states. I think they're part of that. So look from the from the Russians' point of view, you've got NATO oh, on, in, on in the Chinese on three, point of two view, sides. Chinese point of view, they've got Japan's yeah. got American bases. Top, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Taiwan hasn't, but it's got American, it's got American bases. Board. Um, you know, yeah. uh, South Korea. They're all there. Australia, where's the American bases? They're up by Darwin. Yeah. Because where's the perceived threat? Mm. You know, yeah. so, yeah. But you can understand why the Russians are nervous. I mean, the Russians ain't perfect and they're, they're not saints. Oh, no. But they've had a history. Russians are always really nervous about having any threat coming to from that, that side of the of Europe, you know. Which is a little Perceived bit understandable. Threat. And you could understand the Yanks when the Cubans were going to bring in uh, nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. They're not really defensive. The moment you bring in stuff that but, can attack... Yeah. But as, uh, as far as a political... Is that shooting down the plane that's coming over mm. to bomb? You know it's actually sending your bomb over to Moscow. Yeah. So but This idea of every, every country's sovereign, I thought I almost choked. Oh, it was <laughs> embarrassing. It was it's, embarrassing. It, it's thought, sort of embarrassing because they've got a very they believe short this, They believe this PR garbage. Yeah, they do. And they, they stand dead, fair, dead serious in front of a press conference and... Yeah, I would love to be a fly on a wall when some of these press, those some reporters must be thinking, if they're thinking right, that this is a load of dingoes' well, kidneys. Well, do they believe it themselves, or are they just selling up? Well, they, or they, well, part of selling it to be a salesman, you've got to believe in what. what so, you so you've got to keep, you've got to keep on telling yourself over and over again, this is the truth, to the point so where you believe almost, it. You yeah. believe it. They're brainwashing themselves. Well, and I know uh, the judges, when I was working in the court, some of them would often say, you know, someone would say their truth. It doesn't mean it is the truth, but no. it's the truth to them. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and you'd like to think that it was that they were just telling t- telling, telling porkies to, to keep the American public so they can keep manufacturing munitions. Well, probably is as well. Um, but but if well. they actually believe it, that's even more scary. I know. You know? And the people who are listening believe it. Yeah, it's still scary. Where's well, young there's some, there's young Craig pressing up. Oh, he wants... Oh, quite comfortable. We're, we're, we're going to do the COVID shuffle again, folks. Yeah, well, I like that hat, right? Well, I'll see you mm-hmm. at Myers for next I was week. looking on the podcast while you do your shuffle that yeah. we've got over 1,163 listeners. Oh, well. So that's thank you, listeners. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's for September, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, either that or I've got a monkey pushing the Oh, dog. yeah. <laughs> you mean <laughs> being doctoring the figures? <laughs> Margaret and Sheila, push, push, push. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Okay, catch you later on, uh, Fred. Yeah, so the COVID shuffle again looks like a nice day out there. Yeah, typical. Well, I hate to complain too early in the summer because it's taken long enough to get around here. But um, Hamilton here does. It's like London. I remember being in London years ago in summer. It would just be so muggy, and you mm. just going from get, trying to get to work, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I was I was listening to something. I wasn't listening to everything, but I was listening to the start with 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 what Fred was saying about the Treaty of Waitangi and okay. The th- oh, with you the um, yeah. the water, you know, who owns yeah. it? The three the three important parts of it are uh, partnership, protection, and participation. And I think that's what our white fr- um, certain people on the right have conveniently forgotten forgot, about. Forgotten about that. And the thing to do with about waters that they have sovereignty over uh, lands, fisheries, uh, forests, and things like that. So, yeah, 
we just we just so comments like Russ Wimbledon are flying in the face of history and and yeah, alleged uh, agreement. He he should actually actually bloody look at the texts that they've come out about uh, how to understand the Treaty of Waitangi. There, there've been resources made mm. um, that go back a, a few years to tell people what this is what the Treaty of Waitangi is. So he could almost be accused of being willfully ignorant. Well, I think he was willfully ignorant when he was mayor. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but on this particular matter, he's even more so. Yeah, so I think he's, he's, he's part of a bigger crowd. I think, I think he's free But sadly, he, ref he reflects a lot of people's opinion, these yeah, people along those lines. There was a comment made on, um, on, a, on a stuff article um, by somebody, wouldn't have you say, saying that the treaty is racist. So where did where, where he pull that? So it won't be racist as long as whites get what they want. want yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, not all not all Iwi signed the Treaty of Waitangi. No, uh, central a lot of the central North Island tribes um, never did. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but, my, but a lot of Iwi's did. Iwi's did sign the thing, and, and it moved around the country in those early years after um, February eighteen forty, and they signed all di these different places like Kaiapoi on the south in, of um, in what is now Canterbury, mm -hmm. um, even a place called Ruapuki Island, which is off the um, the coast of Stewart Island. Okay. Yeah, it was. They had a small, small indigenous population there. So. Yeah. So there were several, lots, lots more tribes than. I imagine then. It was signed in different places. There's a there's a um, Claudia 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 Orange's book on on the treaty. Um, gives a map shows a map of where the places where the treaty was actually signed. Uh, it had its big signing up at Waitangi, and and, and people know that. Yeah, but, yeah. but it but moved around the country and was signed in other places. Right. Same. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. There's a lot of this m m ignorance about the Treaty of Waitangi. It's a founding document of this country. Mm. Not, yeah. And sadly, every time, it, um, yeah, there's always be people trying to undermine it. They, they, they think Maori are out to be cunning, and, and they think that Maori are going to take well, over. They are. They've only just learnt from their you know, mm -hmm. colonial forebearers. Yeah, forebearers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that, that aside, um, mm -hmm. I couldn't give you an answer about Ukraine and where it stood in. Oh, that yeah, because I know. Well, that, that's the reason of the saber rattling at the moment because they haven't decided if they're going to. Become part of NATO, oh, right. not while that Joe is in charge. No, he's a bit of a. Uh, but I'm just trying to remember the Baltic states are part of NATO. I couldn't remember for sure. They I, probably are because one the, or two, one or two of them, I think, are. But Latvia. But, but I can understand Russians' nervousness of having NATO right up against their borders. Well, yes. Yeah. And we, mind you, we used to have that during the Cold War. We had the war, you know, the Warsaw Pact versus NATO mm. butting up against each other. And yeah, the the, 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 the the Iron Curtain, yeah. yes, and all the all the all the Eastern Bloc states of um, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Bulgaria, Romania, uh, uh, Poland, East Germany, and that's that was their um, buffer zone. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of saber rattling in those days too. Um, Interestingly, in England, did you see the article about Boris Johnson's press secretary? Yes, <laughs> I saw the clip, <laughs> and I just thought you just shot yourself in the foot. You know, just these people just don't really give a damn. They they're busy telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing, and then they carry on breaking yeah. the rules and laughing mm. and thinking that people are stupid for obeying the rules. Yeah, but she um, and she was um, what was a better word? Cry me a river. Yeah, because <laughs> she she was at she was basically out of a job. She'd she'd fallen on a sword, 
Not literally, figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, she, won't be, <laughs> she won't be out of a job for very long. No, you know. once, once dust settles, and she'll be welcome back. You know, those sort of people always yeah. come back smelling the roses. Yeah, it looks like it kind of looked like the old Johnson was quite a, quite a rattled by the incident, but he will recover because because the, because the, the Labour man is an incompetent as a as a, as a um, block of wood. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if, if there was ever changed the government, there would be no change really. No. Uh, but most yeah, most of the noises that came in the parliament came out of the, out of the mouth of the Scottish nationalist person, who he demanded somebody resign for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that won't happen. No. No. That it'll be just business as usual there. Yeah, I, I despair when I hear any news about you, know, you coming out of the UK. As far as know, the government or the policy does think I'm glad I just don't live there anymore. Some people are. It's just it's just appalling that how you got an, an, a well, we we base our parliamentary system on the West that. On, the, on that. Yeah. But as a country, as a country, as, a, as in this part of the world, um, we have actually moved forward democratically when it comes to electoral processes. Yeah, yeah. Because we have MMP over there, they are, past the post. they're, they're dragging the chain on the first past the post. Because yeah. you think, and not, not a place would be like America. You think that if they're promoting democracy and you know, for the people, by the people, of the people, mm. that they'd be promoting something like a proportional representation, but no, because power, no, vested... Vested interests. Yeah, yeah and I think I think in this country, if vested interests... And it happened here too, in the early days of MMP, you know, that the, both Labour and National were dragging their feet. Yeah, they were, they weren't against it, they were against it. But then they saw that how the, how the, how, how it's looking, how the population were reacting to this, I thought, oh, perhaps but, we better take notice of this, there might be votes in it. Right? Yeah, but there'd be a vicious interest in this country who will try and wind things back. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. E- erode the democracy around the edges, yes. Get back to our favourite position of worst past the post. Yeah. Yeah. But it's already happening on the economic front, I mean, there's, there's employers who want to claw back all those Paying yeah. rights and conditions that yeah there was um who was it Michael Michael Wood was talking about on Parliament and I I kept his piece too I put I posted on on the Facebook page for the show and he and he put up a good argument about the the people who have been at the forefront of the COVID um the COVID attack have been mm. the the cleaners the um office not the office workers the um no, people the, people in the sh- people in the supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so on and so on, and we and how and how do we repay them by giving them a piddly amount of money? Because he he he's definitely fighting for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was and he was had he had a um, this bloody act MP Bailey, I think it is, harping on and on at him with these uh, questions, and then he had that um, gold smirk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the sort of people who would like to wind those sort of things back. But they only consider those people essential workers until it comes to actually paying them a, yeah, a, a living wage. You know? Yeah, these people. And he said, he said, well, we've done this for thirty years. We've mm. we dragged the chain on this for thirty years. We, we have to recognise that these people are, are providing the service and are valuable to the, to our society. Mm. But no, 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 not 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 for national sake, not for act sake. No, no, we. Because we know what act is like around the minimum wage. Oh, they even want to claw that back. They want to claw that right back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the expense of um, reduced taxes for their rich mates. Yeah, and, and, and get us or you know, the taxpayer to pay you know, pay the COVID bill. So, according mm. to, according to the responses to um, that particular 
um, part with Michael, uh, Michael, I think it's Michael Wood, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 was he presented himself well. He 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 sort of fended off these particular comments yeah. from those particular clowns. And I think it'd be a never-ending fight. Yeah, yeah, we try. Yeah, and it's a hard done by business community. He he, they were making there was comments raised by the by the act idiot about business New Zealand CEO. Um, criticising um, this, um, you know, this thing around minimum wage, or something yeah. or better, better pay conditions for um, um, those those sort of cleaners, um, supermarket workers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, Michael Wood said that he he had a very good and pr- productive conversation with mm-hmm. the CEO for Business New Zealand. Right, so so, yeah. so someone's telling porkies or spinning well, them. Oh, yeah, it depends who you talk to. Yeah, yeah. he may he, he may be like this with the the CEO may be like that with with Labour, but he may be. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like this at all. So I think with these, with so it's this, really hard to try and find out what the hell's going on. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's, they're trying to, um, as I say, these people deserve more than just yeah. what they're getting now. Yeah, yeah, they deserve more than just being called essential workers and then just being you know, these dumped are the, on. Yeah, these are the sorts of people who will not sa- not not the executive, not the high power people, mm. but the people on the coalface. Yeah, these are the sorts of people who will suffer under a right wing government. Yeah, because their their wages will either be clawed back, clawed right more. back uh, um, and it won't be like. Um, would be like the um, what the heck is it, employment contracts act and all that sort of stuff, where and, and the negotiation part will always be in favour of the employer, yeah. not not a not a balanced arrangement between um, worker and employee. They more power to the worker. As, uh, worker is what I'm seeing out of Michael Wood, um, but out of, out of the out of the right, it's less power to the worker and more to the employee. Yeah, well, it's definitely been like for the last 40 years. Isn't so, it? yeah, so it's trying to, trying to pull all that back. And um, and he, he made a comment about um, the, the cleaners who come into Parliament and, and, the, and the hard work they do, and it's, yeah. not, and it's not being recognised. No. And, um, and that was sort of... It was almost, there was a sort of a sycophantic question from... Uh, I think it was Jan Logie talking about... Um, uh, and uh, talking about the, the low pay for women, uh, Pacifica, uh, Maori, etc., mm. etc., et and he he agreed that that um, that needs to be turned around. Yeah, because if those people didn't turn up to clean the toilets and everything else, they'd be screaming blue yeah. blue murder about the filthy conditions. And yeah, yeah, it's funny if if if, if National want to get towy about these sorts of things. Well, we, we won't clean the we won't clean their dunnies. Yeah, then clean their own yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with our gloves. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that I saw that. That was quite. That was that was the. Um, I know that you talked about the, the Grant Robinson thing. That, yeah. that, that, that was sort of in the same sort of week in Parliament. So yeah, it was a couple, there were a couple of good things that came out of Parliament this week, and um, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed um, Grant Robinson's humour. Yeah, especially when you have to go in the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I know that in, in the city. Um, I know we only got a few minutes left. Um, that there's going to be this um, th- regional theatre oh, b- yeah. built, built on the corner of um, Victoria and what was Melbourne Place at Sapon. Yeah, I think something that was around about seventy-six million dollars or something. Yeah, they've, they've, what, I saw pictures of it in Hamilton Press, and I thought, well, uh, I know, I know what, I know what it is with um, heritage at Hamilton City Council. It usually gets 
bold. Yeah. But they've actually um, pulled out certain stuff and put into storage. Oh, okay. Uh, like this, this staircase. There's a picture of it. Uh, a big oh, sort I imagine it must be some really nice bits, pieces of furniture. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's a major, major, major construction. I haven't been down that part of the city. Yeah, I think I've read one report. They're going to keep that facade. Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. And then re, you know, re, reconfigure behind. But yeah, yeah. But it's an awful lot. I mean, there's an awful lot of money. And plus, they've still, they've still got Claudelands, which is... Um, yeah, that's yeah. They got Claudelands, Run, which is running a loss. Then you got the thing out at Mystery Creek. Then you got this regional theatre. There's always and been this big stink about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of money. Yeah, and they think, well, it's going to be it's going to be utilised. And then you, and and, oh, and you got the Gallica Gallica thing in, over at the Varsity. Yeah, the problem. So how many more art centres do you need? Yeah, are we being saturated with them? Yeah, or someone's got to you know. Pushing the pushing the cart on something, and you know, you know, if we go ahead with this. You now, you know, nice bit of uh, greasing yeah. out. You do wonder, but bit of corruption going on. But um, yeah, because you, you got you got. But who's going to utilise it? Because yeah. that, that's going to be terrible for parking around that here at the end of town. Oh, so it was a. And so you're going to have a spillover from you know, all around those pu- all those different bars and everything else, depending mm-hmm. on what. To, and um, oh, see, yeah. you see, how, see how it pans out. But you you still got this debate around the. Um, Founders Theatre. Yeah. Is that going to be bold or is it going to be um, reconfigured? I, I think it's going to be bold, to be honest. Because well, you can't have both. You can't. You yeah, but that 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 tells that the Founders Theatre tells me a, a complete and utter failure around maintaining a building, yeah. and complete and utter failure around the recon- recognition that what the Founders Theatre was built for. What's a hundred years of the city of, mm. of, of the settlement, I should say, of Hamilton, yeah. not, not Kiri Kiri Roa. Yeah. Um and it's a failure uh, of of their of their value on heritage. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, we had, we had had the building. You didn't look after it, and, and it's now falling apart. So, and it's and it's and it's, and it's not quite. What is it? About fifty odd years old. Yeah, it's disgusting, yeah. really. Yeah. Should, it should have had a longer life than just that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, most most days these you know, buildings only got a shelf life of about forty odd years, yeah. and then yeah. But to, to be to be brutally frank, um, Mick, um, Hamilton City Councils have a, a very poor, an appalling record when it comes to the maintenance of oh, heritage could, could buildings. You? Yeah. That, sad. That's really sad, actually. Yeah, they're sad. Yeah, and they're bold. And a lot of them have been bold mm. to, for for progress. Oh, the developers have gotten there quick and um, for, for progress. For yeah. progress. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's us, Mick. Okay. On, on well, that, good, that to, good to see you again. I'll yeah. see you next week. We'll see you next week, Mick. Probably for our last show, I think, because it's Christmas and next following Saturday. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.